I cannot believe they left me here. My little sister and my mother have left me in this gray wasteland with nothing but ghosts who want me dead. I have the worst family in history. If I ever get out of here, I am going to kill every last one of them. I swear it. I swear it. I swear it. <sighs> this country doesn't deserve a liberator queen like me. Forget about whatever's at the bottom of this stupid place. I don't care anymore. I'm going back. I'm going to command my army. I'm going to take the throne and the crown, and I'm going to give everyone so much freedom they're going to choke on it. Liberty or death. Bounty or ashes. This is the last time anyone abandons me. I'm like, you guys couldn't like just do a fucking Norse set without being like, it's a heavy metal Norse set. Like, all right, guys. <laughs> Norwegians do more than make rock music. Yeah, they're also real attractive to Nazis. Uh oh, we're here already. This is the pre-show. Like, the audience just just got faded in on the music, and they've already heard the word. Nazis? The word Nazis? So if anybody wants to, like, maybe pivot. <laughs> um, that sounds like a job for the host. That's the problem. That's always the problem with Nazis, that we keep pivoting away. Yeah! <laughs> hey, hey, you can always just take a hard hard left turn at Nazis. You, you can just, just make a turn, go away. Well, spoilers for the second half of this episode, you are going to get a chance to murder a bunch of racists. So oh, we could. We have that to look forward to, but the beginning of this episode is as the party gets onto the thriller bark and leaves Absinthia on the way to the glass forest, uh, Lola Beans sends ahead the Bweagle, the blue whale eagle, (laughs) to go warn the Merciel that they are about to be attacked by the God King's forces. (laughs) Are they going to know what it means? Do you have like a note tied or like, you know, those St. Bernard's and they have the like barrels? It's like. It's like one of those planes that has the banner that flies behind it at the shore. <laughs> like a plane? It's doing sky riding with its blowhole. Dear bats, run away. Gonna die. Love you. <laughs> so that's where we're going to start the episode is all the party gets onto the thriller bark. And this is like the last big conversation scene that the whole group might have together. Because we're getting near the end game. And this might be a pretty fight heavy from here on out. So this is like... You know, as far as I know, the last, like, completely chill talking scene we might have. So 
couple things to establish. One, do any of the NPCs know Vereen used to be Corton? Oh, that's a good question. Probably not. All right. So uh, that you let Staples, Young, uh, Zer, and Dwayne think that Corton has ascended. <laughs> yeah. So the, do we not tell them? I think the fewer people that know, the better. Yeah. That's true. And it's not like Corton had particularly tight relations with any of them. Dwayne. D- definitely well, Dwayne. Dwayne. Dwayne will miss him for sure. The mm-hmm. more people, um the more people that Vereen doesn't tell, the more that Vindras is just there like, Oh, you you trusted me. Hooray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels like our puppy died, and then we brought back a new puppy <laughs> without actually dealing with it. And they're just gonna, we're just gonna be like, "Hey, everyone, we're back!" Oh or God, yeah. gone, it's, but it's gonna look now. to the NPCs like Vindras moved on real fucking fast. <laughs> <laughs> Black Widow over here. Yikes! Uh, so I'm thinking like my mind's eye is opening. I'm imagining Dwayne being like. Let's do the ceremonial, like the the traditional rites for the departed for Cortan here. And while everyone's doing this, like everyone's like, "Who's the new guy?" <laughs> like, let's gossip. <laughs> let's the gossip on this guy. But Dwayne is out here, just like, "Who was Cortan? What can you say about a man? <laughs> How can you sum up a life so powerful?" And everyone else is like, "Nice arms, bruh." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Dwayne. Uh-huh. He's the, he's the one who de- 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 definitely cares the most. And Staples is just, like, trying to see, like, what what the butt situation looks like. Well, I mean, I think I think it's clear that Dwayne has always been the heart of this party. Since the very beginning, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are we saying these things to make them mad? Because <laughs> I think they're going to be mad. Oh, gosh. I definitely think at some point Dwayne is just like, if only Corton could be here to see this, he'd be so proud of us. We're all taking up arms against the God King who has oppressed the mole people for so long. You know, you know what? I don't like Dwayne anymore either. Huh? I don't like Dwayne anymore either. He's a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> He'll turn on Dwayne. <laughs> Look, a love for a character can come and go very fast. <laughs> I am fickle. <laughs> That's how I feel about the Joker now. I'm over it. Oh, it's so it's so hit or miss, yeah. Um, I think like uh, someone probably pulls um, Vindros aside. I'm gonna I'm gonna say probably uh, Young says to Vindros like, uh, "Hey, um, I'm sorry for your loss. No one else is saying this. Are we not supposed to say sorry for your loss? I feel like that's what you're supposed to say." <laughs> you know, in the time that we were gone, I. A lot, a lot of introspection, a lot of introspection time. I, I love what Corton brought to my life, but you know, it's, he's got to go wherever his adventure takes him. I, I always knew that would be a possibility. I'm just glad that he's happy wherever he is. Well, you always have a place here on my boat, the Thriller Bark, of which I am the captain. Young says very proudly, "Is like, oh <laughs> shit, Young be moving on my girl." <laughs> oh shit, Young moving on your girl. Oh my god. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, it it did come off like it was a flirt. Like, oh hey, I've got a boat. 
How are you? No. No, Young is Young is confident in their captain skills finally and is like, Vindros, you're a really skilled medic and we we'd love to have you. And you know, there was some uh, concern about whether or not you would run off with Coraton and on another cult adventure, but we we love you. We want you to be here. Are they like casually leaning on like the wheel? Just like <laughs> there's no flirty body language. Why? Try to flex. You you are a great captain and I'm not writing it writing it off off of the plans. I I don't know where life will take me, but this there would be far there'd be far worse places for me to end up than here, surrounded by friends. Young has four fists for you to bump in a completely platonic way, you monsters. <laughs> well, that's fine. Vindras has four fists with which to bump in return. It all worked out. That sounds like a really cool dab. Yeah, it's really cool dab opportunities there. Yeah, there really are. Um, uh, <laughs> Zer just got gun being throttled by Lola last episode. Says, uh, "Okay, so uh, I guess I'm caught up now." And we were uh, mind controlled, not really mind controlled, like influenced the way Corton used to do. R.I.P. to my man. R.I.V. Rest in violence, my friend. But uh, <laughs> oh you know, God, that's Zer. in a karmic way. Like he did that to a lot of people, so it really feels fair that <laughs> Corton Junior did it to somebody else. You know. What are you even saying? I'm j- you just listen. You live by the mind control. You you ascend by the mind control. It comes around, goes around. All right, uh, just we. I get it. There's not a chill way to talk about the deceased friend or the 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 not present friends. They're a little too soon. I'm just saying, we spent some time with Corton Jr., and he seems like a kid who, like, really liked Corton and wanted to live up to him. You know, he wanted to be an artist. He, like, ran away from home and, like, took up the loot. And it's just, like, nothing was going that kid's way. So I see how it ended up, you know? I mean, I've... Uh, I got sympathy, but he's all... <laughs> sympathy ends at mind control. Yeah, I guess it was easy to get in the mind space of us, like... We were just sending some messages. Like, this all started off, we were just helping a princess find her mom, and then someone was like, hey, can you deliver some messages? And that was fine. Uh, but now it's, like, popping off in such a major way, and we're, like, stuck in the middle of it, and it's like, oh, we can't get off this wild ride now, huh? Oh, oh no. The the God King knows who Vindross is. Yeah, no, we're all Mr. Toad. We're all Mr. Toad in this. I mean, you all know the classic ballad of Mr. Toad. <laughs> Yeah, we all know the Mr. Toad ballad. I guess the God King knows who you are, too. You both are pretty fucked, huh? I, I kicked his ass solo last time. Together we can do it. It's fine. You fought like a bunch of fragments kind of glued together. I don't know if that was his full power, Vindros, but I am re- really excited by your confidence. I Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Let's just let you think that you can take him single-handedly. Wow. Badass. I, okay. He did not land a single touch on me. When he lands a single touch on me, we can assess how tough he is. I mean, maybe he had, like, in person, he thought he got strong anyway, and he, like, kind of old and falling apart. Isn't that a thing we learned? Like, if you literally touch him, he'll just fall fall apart. <laughs> well, those are the fake ones, but I also think that might be his flesh, also. Maybe. Let's hope. That'd be nice. <laughs> Staples, like, just kicks the door open, is like, someone say flesh? I'm hungry. Yeah, we wanted to take his flesh off. You ready? Uh, yeah. Is anybody going to mind if I eat him? Is that going to be a thing? Are you going to, everyone going to get weird about it if I eat this man? Not, a, you got, if you're going to eat the God King, I feel like you got to share Zer, not Zer. Zer, you don't eat people, do you? 
Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, all right. Share with Young. Young probably needs some good head. <laughs> I didn't read. <laughs> Why? Halfway <laughs> through, I was trying to say it. <laughs> Young just blushes and turns around. <laughs> I meant because you like to eat heads. <laughs> um, yeah, Staples says, yeah, let, you know, let Young eat the head fresh right off the body. That's, you know, how Young likes to do. But then we can leave the body out on the flats for a little bit and let it get a little moldy. That's how I prefer my dudes. Oh, God. I'm a vulture. What? Uh, no, it's fine. It's just, it, you know, different strokes, different folks. Are you a, you know, vegetarian? Let's, uh, if if uh, we're in front of Stuart, yes. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, you provide things and you still eat them and then you feel really bad about it. And you're like, well, if they turn that lizard into like a bunch of a nugget, then it could turn this lizard, me, into a nugget. And then it get all weird and existential, but uh, and then it gets delicious, and I stop thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, so this is pretty funny because you're like you love animals so much that I think a lot of people assumed you wouldn't eat them, but what you know what animals love to eat is other animals. So they really do. Mm, they're delicious. Yeah. That's a perfectly normal part of nature. Funnily enough, um, flying foxes mostly eat plants. I think they will eat uh, insects like opportunistically, so they're not completely uh, animal free, but they're mo- they're mostly eating fruits and veggies out here, apparently. Yeah, that's so. See, you know, I get offered and be like, "Hey, you want here's, here's some pate?" I'm like, "What's pate? I don't know. It's just squished up meat." I love pate. I haven't had it in a long time. It's good. Oh, you've actually had pate. Of course. What? I never had pate. I just oh. <laughs> the cat food I buy is fancy for kitties, and so <laughs> it's kitty pate and then when i give them their food i'm like who is a good kitty who wants pate i'm a good kitty i want the pate i don't think you want their pate no i don't i was at a fancy market earlier with leon from seasons one and two and three fame uh and they had elk and they had antelope meat you could just buy Uh uh-huh that's wild Mm -hmm. and they had like 80 dollar cheese that was my nickname yeah, does anybody else have any other conversations? Like I said, this is the, like maybe the last opportunity. Bramwell hasn't really spoken up. Uh, I imagine he is by the helm, but he's sleeping. <laughs> and he has like a real big hat, kind of like half covering his face. He uh-huh. can't let everybody know he's snoozing. Nice. I think definitely methods are crawling all over you while you're sleeping and just like going through your pockets and so forth. Hey, stop that. Nah, I have to fist fight them now. They've They've, they've betrayed my honor. <laughs> do you want to roll athletics to wrestle a method yeah. yeah yes i do you know what yeah yeah i do 10 26 give me back my stuff <laughs> i want my watch yeah tell me what happens pay me this picture it's lightning mineral and steam methods like uh go- browsing through your pockets while bramwell took a little nap his little old man nap I like to think that they're like they're about to grab something, and then Bramble just grabs them all, like cartoon dog, like Tom and Jerry cartoon, like all around the waist. So it's just their heads sticking up out of his hand. And he's just like, "Ah, what are you doing? Ah, nothing. You should go back to say this is a dream. You're having a wild dream. Look, I'm your mother, and your subconscious, and all your teeth have fallen out. Rah! Ridiculous." I've lost many teeth before, but that begins to tell me of an old story I want to tell. You're going to listen to it. Oh, no! 400 years ago, before the dawn of time, I was there. 
<laughs> Grandma was there before the dawn of time? Uh, before we wrap up, uh, I think Vindras is going to go see how Staples is doing. Yeah, I think Staples is like looking over recipe cards for how uh, she's going to prepare God King Wolfram's bloated corpse. Yeah. Well, I mean, that might be going on, but also there's been no like screams of murder or threats of violence since we've been on the boat that I've heard. Um, is she okay? How, how you doing? How you doing, Staples? You're, you're right. <laughs> yeah, are you are you feeling okay? Are you you f- feeling all right? Yeah, Stable says, "Yeah, I just did finished a, a big crochet as a scene of uh someone being Do you know what a blood eagle is?" No, but it sounds metal as hell. Yeah, it's it's a kind of thing where you uh, cut someone's back open and you pull their lungs out through the back to make it look like wings. Anyway, I just crocheted one of those. Oh, <gasps> oh hell yeah, can I see? Yeah, <laughs> she shows you her croak. <laughs> <laughs> crochet of the blood eagle person (laughs) who is it i'm trying to think who would even be that she hates that much just someone who bumped into her in the street just don't know their name so is that like her boyfriend from like high school or something oh interesting i was gonna say zur just because she's like oh no this little dweeb has all these fucking uh sympathies for corton jr just because he's also an inadequate little man (laughs) okay you know what I'm here for I, I can't say that the art I have been doing is as, um, uh, in as cool a material as yours, but, uh, it's, it's cool. Art, you, you're really picking this up. Yep. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's my blood for the day, so now I'm just kind of thinking about dinner, you know? Yeah. It's pretty good. I like hanging out with you guys. It makes me not so blood all the time. Well, I mean, sometimes there's a time of blood, you know? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. But I think I'm, when this is all over, I'm going to go back and hang out with Weaver and have Cynthia. I really like the sewing circle ladies. Oh my god, you should hear what Becky did. What did Becky do? Tell oh, me girl. everything. Tell me the gossip. <laughs> I can't do crochet, but I'll sit and sketch while you tell me. Yeah, I mean, I, she definitely wants to gossip with you, bitch. Awesome. <laughs> what do I roll to gossip? Oh my gosh, uh, that's a good question. What is gossip but... A performance. Perform. <laughs> That's literally what I was going to sure. say. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's entertainment for sure. Nine. I'm not great at gossip. Yeah. So she she's getting really the really juicy gossip. She's like, Becky was telling me that her man is gone off to the war, but she's writing letters to this other lady. <laughs> like, and you're just like, uh huh, uh huh. You're not really absorbing why this is juicy. Oh, I. I like to think that she's absorbing the juiciness of it and she tries to chime in and just her return gossip is really banal and uninteresting. Like, <laughs> oh, 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 gossip, gossip. Um, Well, on the way back here, we, we passed like this really big rock. I mean, it was like really big. <laughs> nice. So weird, right? <laughs> I think probably, uh, while uh, Staples appreciates you, Vindros, it's not quite a substitute for uh, Lola opening her chest cavity on the deck of the ship. That's probably her favorite <laughs> crewmate experience. Uh, I like to put my head in my like, hey, did you make those booties for all my animals yet? Oh, yeah. We got gloves, we got hats. They don't all have the correct amount of fingers, but we'll figure it out. That's fine. We're just gonna pop it on my little paws. So that's that's the big scene before like the armies start clashing. Instead of a guy riding out on a horse and giving a speech to his army like Lord of the Rings, it's you just putting little booties on <laughs> a bunch of animals. Yeah. 
This is for morale. It's a, it is a much more dice funk kind of approach. Uh, it's great for morale. Like if if I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna watch like these animals have socks put on them for like half hour before something terrible happens. Whatever terrible thing that was already gonna happen to me feels a lot better. <laughs> That's why I have a library of animal videos. Um. Yeah. Okay. So the the party, I, d- I probably you know takes their naps or whatever, gets ready. Is everyone rolled hit dice? That's what I should be asking. Is everybody ready? Is everyone rolled hit dice because it's gonna pop off, and then once it's popped, it just won't stop. Hmm. Is that Pringles? That's once you pop, you can't. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I think Dwayne finishes up his eulogy of Corton, which has gone on for like uh three hours as is customary. Um. And as you all are like bandaging and uh you know getting yourself ready for the fight, putting socks on animals, putting socks on animals. Dwayne says, "All right. Is there any traditional pre-battle rituals? Any of we any of you need to conduct any sacred rites of your people before we meet the God King's armies on the field of glory?" Uh. I want to vivaciously pet preposterous. Aw. Wait, does preposterous need booties too? I got some long ones. No, his weapon is to crunch. Okay, just like, you know, could be nice, keep his hoofs warm. Oh, it shall be warm in the blood of our enemies. All right. Yeah, nobody wants bloody wet socks. <laughs> I think Zer gives you a little elbow bramble and says, like, hey, aren't dwarves known for, like, their powerful courage uh, instilling uh, brews? Don't you have, you maybe have some kind of secret dwarven ale that might get us all ready for a powerful clash of manliness? I've always thought in my life that a good drink was... Truly, maybe the only honest thing in this world. Everything else is quite dirty and complicated. But a good drink, there's a beauty in that. And I heard maybe a long time ago there was a bottle of whiskey. I've always been trying to find a a still-sealed bottle of it. What's the name of that? And I think the rest of the party can roll history to see if they've heard of it. It's a Vilmore 68. 17. I read it in a book once. Well, I saw a picture, but the text was right underneath. I don't know shit. I rolled a two. Yep, Vereen doesn't know anything either. Five. <laughs> okay, so uh, Vindros is the only one who succeeds, so the party doesn't succeed. I would, I would just say that uh, maybe an interesting consequence of this uh, this failure is that uh, the the party thinks that something this valuable may only exist in the God King's personal collection. So it's like the, maybe if you had all succeeded, you, there would be like some kind of way that you could have found a less dangerous thing. <laughs> but uh, that that's what I'm gonna say, Bramwell. Is there's this there's this thing out there that you would very much like, and you think if you're ever gonna in your entire long long life get a chance to get your hands on it. It will involve uh, grabbing it in the midst of storming the castle of the God King. <laughs> so, well, see that that makes sense. Like when you when you're getting into the final boss lair, that's always where you find the best weapons. All the best gear is there. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, uh, Zerd, you know, gives you a little nudge, and you just pull out like you know some some grog, some mead. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's not rat gut. But it's like ret 
gut. Like it's just a letter off, basically. Rot, it's, it's rot gut, right? Yeah, but I like rat gut as well. But rat gut sounds kind of cute. So ret gut, you know, just make rat it a little grosser. Does sound cute. Just a little soft rat belly. Oh. Uh, so Bramwell <laughs> and Zer throw back a drink together and get ready for battle. Um, and I guess we're off, huh? Do I need to make a constitution check? Actually, what I want from the party is uh, perception. 18. Ooh. 19. Of course. 11. Yep. The party passes with flying colors. The highest score is Lola Beans, which I think the flavor of that is that uh, like Zer picks you up and goes up above like the crow's nest because yeah. you two are buddies and he can fly. So you can get the, small. Yeah. And so he can carry your tiny boned body up to scan the horizon. Um, and Lola, you're the one who sees uh, what's going on. Uh, in the distance, you see just the the, sh- the shape of the, the silhouette of the glass forest in the distance. Uh, the Bweagle has, like, gone down into it. I wonder if you maybe see his, his little tail sticking out of there. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> as he's warning the villagers. Um, but you see something much more concerning uh, kind of rolling along the landscape parallel to the tree line. Um, t- to your eyes, this reads as an enormous skiff. Um, with a 19, I'm going to say you study it longer and you actually get the sense that this is kind of multiple skiffs, which have been uh, – it's a train of skiffs essentially that have been – Is it like all in one line or is it like – Yeah, 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 yeah. Almost okay. like the trains of a car uh, – the trains of a tra- – oh, fucking hell. Almost like the cars of a train, <laughs> you know, where it's like one after another and there's like a bolt between them. Um, oh, but- I don't like that, but Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry about what's happening, but there's a number of skiffs which have been connected to each other like that to make a long uh, transport, and you see it is crawling with troops, and in the big middle section, uh, there is the body of the white glass demon. What's going on with that guy? Uh, It seems like the God King's forces attacked the Merciel, and they have stolen stolen the top half of this mech, this ancient... Uh, mechanical war machine, which is missing from kind of the waist down. Um, and they have loaded it into their skiff, their their uh, custom multi-car skiff, and they're trying to drag it away. Um, <laughs> what do you do? We probably shouldn't let them have that. That thing was very powerful when, when we fought it before, and yeah. if you fix that thing up, it would be real, real bad. I would like for them to not have that. Could we alternatively steal whatever car of this train of boats it is on, and we could have it? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call it the train, just for this, the sake of the imagery here, where we all understand that this is a train heist. But in-universe, yeah. this is a, a bunch of uh, skiffs all kind of bolted one after another in a line yeah. and uh, kind of cleared out so it can carry the, the half of this mech um but yeah so is did you say the mech is on the is is on the middle car or roughly the middle roughly the middle yeah like there's the front one where the conductor is mm. there's the back caboose and then there's some in between uh so you'd have to like fight your way up to it's, the mech okay is it possible to steal the middle of a train that's a tricky bit of a train to steal i would love to find out oh we'll find <laughs> out do you want to roll to find out um i have questions first um, so, uh, the, uh, the Merciel are cool now, because they have the Bweagle. 
Yeah, I think the question was going into this episode going to be like, do you go see if the bats are okay or do you stop the the army from stealing the white glass demon? But the last episode ended with you sending the Bweagle to warn them. So it's like, I can't take that away from you. I think you have successfully warned them. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure. Okay, then let's roll to find out. What do I roll to find out? I mean, let's roll initiative if you're going to try to jump on this train and steal the the mech back. Do you want to do a post-apocalyptic train heist to get a Gundam? Yes, please. That sounds amazing. Oh, so there was some, there was some real bullshit. I have a 3D dice that I roll. That shit fucking went from 16 to 8. <laughs> that was some sus shit. I don't know what cheat codes you've been putting in, but... Uh, 12 over here. Uh, my icon is just a, a gaggle of Genasi because the God King employs uh, various uh, fire, water, earth, and air Genasi as his normal troops. Uh, he's made no secret of his racism, so that does not come as a surprise to any of you. <laughs> so the uh, Thriller Bark is going to try to catch up to this train. It's going parallel to the Glass Forest, and if you've seen the map recently, you know the Glass Forest it, it covers a lot of vertical area in the, on the Wormwood map, and kind of seems to stretch to the edge of it. Uh, so if you remember, this whole entire season takes place in the bed of an, an ocean, which is no longer, you know, filled. Uh, so, like, if they get to the shore of what used to be this ocean, they'll be on higher elevation and can begin firing the White Glass Demon's beam rifle down on targets oh that's fun stakes yeah so that's kind of they're going north along the glass forest and if they get to the edge they're going to have the high ground with a uh, space laser rifle so no we, we can't let them get the high ground you cannot win if someone has the high ground so if we can't steal it before they get there i maybe we'll just have to destroy it so they can't use it Oh, that's stressful. Interesting questions. Um, all right, do you guys want to start this combat, or do you want to check in on clear? No, let's, let's check in on clear. Yeah, let's check in on clear. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. I want to start the fight! <laughs> <laughs> She's not here! Maybe she can start a fight wherever she is. Claire, where we last left you, you had entered this uh, huge elevator. It's like almost like the an industrial elevator for moving like uh, buildings or something. It's it's fucking enormous. You've never seen anything like it. Uh, it's pla- this place is littered with the corpses of dead robots, all riddled with pink salt crystals. Uh, you turned invisible and kind of sat down as your father formed a salt golem uh, behind you, and you're kind of back to back. Um, this this one is much more substantial than the one Vindros fought, which was kind of like the scraps that had been surgically removed from, from some halflings. It was a much uh, shoddier looking golem. This one is like robust. And it, instead of just having the face likeness of the God King, it just straight up looks like him, like uh, regal clothing and all. Um, and he is standing at, at rapt attention, looking around for the signs of whoever has been, you know, in this place. Too bad I'm invisible, nerd. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I'm not going to have him find you. That would be pretty cheap. But what he does instead is uh, slowly begin walking across the the elevator, kind of surveying the situation and just kind of talking to himself and (laughs) saying, very curious. So much. So much is changing around this country. I guess it's no surprise something would be happening down here, too. And he, he kind of kneels down and picks up one of the robots 
um, just kind of looking it over and says, uh, my own family betrays me. My subjects raise armies against me. Everything I've built is turning to dust. And now this. Maybe it was meant to be. And he walks to the edge of the platform where there's like these big gears in like the kind of the the corners, you know, where they connect to the, the rails of the elevator and it's kind of rolling down. And he just kind of gently, nonchalantly drops a robot into the gears of the elevator. Um, and for a moment it catches uh, and you hear grinding and some sparks shoot out, but then it crunch. It is ripped, you know, pulled and eaten through the gears and destroyed completely. Um, and he walks over to pick up another one. I will quietly observe. He says, I've dedicated so much of my life to keeping these insects and moles and T'Rex safe from what's at the bottom of this shaft. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I should have let it, let it destroy them all. Why was it my responsibility? He picks up another robot and throws it into the gears. This time that there's a much more substantial shower of sparks and crunching of gears before it's fully consumed by the machinery. You think he's just going to keep doing this until he breaks the elevator and strands you up here? Maybe. I, actually, I, I, that's too definitive. I think maybe you roll insight if you want to know if he's going to keep going or he might get frustrated or bored and stop, actually. so Might get tired. <laughs> from, from lifting he's robots. sweepy. I got a five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say you don't know. This could go either way. He could strand you 10 miles in the air. Or he could say, like, well played, invisible cool guy, and leave. <laughs> I'm counting on the ladder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he goes to pick up another robot and says, That reminds you, it's uh, it was my birthday the other day, Austin, so you can't be mean to my characters. Yeah, it's. I mean, as of recording, it's my birthday in four days. So, a birth, <gasps> birthday battle. So, I can't, be mean, I can't be mean to your characters. Uh, we're, in a, we're in a Mexican standoff of niceness. <laughs> no, we have to hug each other. <laughs> we're in a Pennsylvania nice-off. Yeah, which I assume is just... Uh, uh, like quietly held middle fingers in our coat pockets, and then we we fight over which gas station has the best food. What gas station does have the best food, though? Wawa it's sheets. Wawa it's sheets. It's Wawa. It's, it's not even. Close. What are we even it's doing here? You can get hot food at Sheets. I don't Sheets. No, it's Wawa. Or it's not even close. You're right. It's no, Wawa. Wawa is just a sandwich place. It is not just a sandwich place. Sheets is the name of a thing. It is. It's the real <laughs> yes, name of a apparently place. Apparently, they have great smoothies. They have good smoothies. They have good soups. I've heard that too. Their sandwiches are excellent. They have a variety. It's not just a hoagie place. Admittedly, the burritos aren't great, but you know what? I've had the Sheets burrito, and it ain't nothing either. But you can get fries with it. I really like Busy Bee. I hear you all talking, and it sounds like you're making this shit up. <laughs> Anybody else a fan of Busy Bee? No, this is real. I mean, it is serious. <laughs> this is the trash pile of Pennsylvania, and it comes down to which gas station has the best food. God damn it. When the fuck have you had Wawa? No, it's it, they're just regional. No, I, I went... I went to my first Wawa in Florida. It's in Tampa. Yeah. Oh, they have one now? Oh, of course it's in Holy Tampa. Crap. Yeah, they're, they're, they have to be like super close to the East Coast, but yeah. Wow. Yep. 
There are a couple in Florida. I've been to them. Those are the first ones I went to. Um, wow. Not relevant to this scene in which God King Wolfram uh, goes to pick up a third robot while saying... I would like to ask God King Wolfram which gas station has his favorite food. He's he's lawful evil, so he's like, 7-Eleven. He's like, I get all my food from Sunoco. I just eat old circus peanuts. and Oh, God! <laughs> That's why he survived this long. His entire body is circus peanuts. <laughs> the God King picks up another robot uh, and goes to walk over to the gears again and just says, uh, I've lived for so long. I'm so tired. I've seen family members come and go. If I could have just had one conduit child. Every time I hear complain, I start hearing fucking... Uh, the song Agony from Into the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> Agony. So much greater than yours. Yeah, he, he throws it, the third robot into the gears, and this time it, like, majorly sticks for long enough for him to get out a whole nother kind of uh, statement before it crunches through. And he just says, you know, people always whine to me about the tithes and taxes, the imprisonments and the beatings. How come no one ever thanks me for the food? How come no one ever thanks me for the borders? How come no one ever thanks me for fucking anything? Oh, he's, he's terrible. I keep wanting to, like, drop kick him into the gears, but I'm like, no. Do it! <laughs> you can't spoil this moment. <laughs> no, do it! And then... <laughs> and then... Bye, bitch! Just, this is Sparta, and... So that double kick, I'm just fucking, like, Indiana Jones in on some vines. I don't know. Yeah, he picks up a fourth robot and says, I guess when this all falls to dust, my daughter Amy will command the ashes until the thing below us makes this all pointless anyway. That's probably for the best. Marcel, completely incompetent. Sven can't even speak <laughs> and of course Sabrina too much like her mother <sighs> and he throws the fourth robot into the gears and they just absolutely seize up and the elevator stops alright you know what I think he just sits down like he doesn't know you're sitting across from him but he's just sitting across from you like in the same pose looking through you um, and he is using this opportunity to just not have to deal with the revolution, with the, the rebels. He's like, he should be in his throne room giving orders to his generals, but instead he's on a little mind vacation inside a golem, <laughs> feeling bad for himself. Uh, but your, your invisibility is going to run out. Um, can I climb down the side of the elevator? Interesting. Uh, yeah, if you can tell me how that works, you absolutely can. Uh, I like to think I coat my hands with something to like, maybe like ice. I guess ice is slippery. Unless I make a jagged ice. It's tough ice. Doesn't slip. Uh, tough ice. Uh, I want to, yeah, it's tough ice. Uh, and I want to I wanna try to climb down. Because I'm like, all right, fuck, this elevator ain't going to work. I'm not hanging out up here with tough the old ice? man. Also sounds the like a, a scent of like a men men's only body wash. 
I, I so I think to scale the inside of an elevator shaft like John McClane strikes me as acrobatics. That's significantly better than what I thought you were going to say, so I'll go ahead with it. <laughs> Don't give me a chance to change my mind. Yeah. Uh, 20. Oh, my Lord. Oh, nice. Um, okay, so what you, you say is like you cl- basically climb into the broken gears of this uh, elevator mechanism and like wiggle through with your child's body down below under the elevator uh, uh-huh. so that when you – because when you cast a spell, the invisibility will end, right? Yeah. Uh, but once you're under the platform, he can't see you, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and so you cast like an ice spell, uh, like a you know Freya Frost, like a cantrip on your hands, so they're jack covered in like jagged ice that you can use to hard basic... ice, <laughs> hard ice, uh, and then you just like ice axe your way down the wall of the shaft. Yeah, like a like a fucking Viking or some shit. Yeah, v- Vikings are famous for climbing elevator shafts with axes, I guess. You can't refute it. I mean, I haven't played Val- I haven't played Assassin's Creed Valhalla yet, but I assume that happens at some point. Good, and I'm glad you didn't. Uh, do you want to make a Constitution saving throw to see how your arms hold up? Because it seems extremely tiring to climb a vertical mile. I uh, crit twenty six. Fuck this! I'm out. <laughs> I'm gone. This show can kiss my ass. <laughs> Lick my taint. Smooch my nuts. Fuck this. <laughs> Suck my clit from the back. You want me to roll with disadvantage or something? Because it's almost your birthday. No. Clear. Uh, as you disappear down the mine shaft, fucking just carried by the powerful waves of determination which course through your body in the the supple hands of a guardian angel who controls roll 20 <laughs> um wh- well i think the last thing you hear from above you is your dad uh i, I was gonna say crying but i don't i think he's he wouldn't cry this whole season has somehow become a referendum of masculinity <laughs> uh, um <laughs> i think he just lets out a sigh just like <sighs> fucking do everything around here <laughs> Uh, oh i know that side yeah i hate it ladies am i right (laughs) ladies he is right (laughs) clap emoji (laughs) uh and claire disappears into the darkness i really thought that was gonna be a father-daughter duel (laughs) um whatever less combat for me to have to keep track of it sounds like you were so ready for it you wanted it all right, but I do get combat in the other scene. Uh, Vereen, you're up first. Tell me how you uh, basically board and fight your way up this train to get this Gundam. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Vereen's uh, going to crouch down uh, and use his lower set of arms in conjunction with his legs to get additional boost to jump across and try to get to the Gundam directly. Hmm. Well, yeah, oh, so cool. Young Young pulls the Thriller Bark up to the back, to the caboose mm-hmm. of the of the train. So you, you're going to try to leap onto it, is what you're saying? Yes, leap onto the train and start making way forward. All right, yeah, that's athletics, to leap. I got an eight. Yeah, so... <laughs> You hit the edge. Um, that's not an instant. You roll. You you miss and go under the wheels. And <laughs> Marine, R.I.P. Uh, what, <laughs> oh no! 
what happens is you hit uh, and your momentum is like off. And so you kind of, uh, you know, la- you fall to your knees, basically. The, you mm-hmm. judge the landing wrong. And a genasi runs up. These, these are uh, a gaggle of different uh, elemental genasis. And one of them just sticks you in the side with a sword. Well, that sucks. Eleven damage. <laughs> okay. What was that? So Vereen is on the train. Uh, Vendros. Uh, Vindros is going to use them powerful legs and do a big old leap over. Trying to land right on the back of that train. Because Thrykreen have the the super jumping abilities, we can say no roll here if you would like. And you can uh, skip right to an attack against this uh, Genasi who's stabbing Vereen. Hell yeah, that sounds great. Um, in terms of how to flavor this, um, can I summon the spiritual weapon, then do the leap and just sort of land into the attack? Sure, yeah. I love the flavor. That's so cool. Uh, does a 14 hit? Yep, actually it does. Yeah, these are the grunts. Uh, these are kind of minions who uh, you cut down by like the Dynasty Warriors truckload. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use Divine Strike to do some bonus damage. Uh, that's 20 damage in total. I mean, so this this maneuver, which I need you to help paint me a picture of Vindros, because you not only kill this guy, you kill like three of his friends in a single swipe. Tell me how this works. So as Vindros is flying through the air towards the train, um, in sheer I must protect you fashion, uh, let's say flavor-wise the spiritual weapon gets a little bigger than it usually does, and she's only aiming to, to, to get the one enemy. Overhead swings the ghost of the axe baloney and oh oh that was that was a that was there was more blade there than I thought by the time I could see it. <laughs> All right, and you just cleave a bunch of Genasi, uh, including the one which put the blade in Vereen. So now there's just like a disembarmed yeah. uh, sword kind of just hanging out there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and now it is uh, Bramwell's turn, huh? <laughs> I just wanted to note. Uh, for context, I'm going to listen to the Sunset Rider soundtrack, the train stage, because uh, when I think of a train chase, that's the number one thing I think of. So I got to watch out for people throwing dynamite at me through the windows. So I'm going to get on preposterous and we're going to leap onto that motherfucking train. That can be preposterous as action. And then you can uh, just do Bramwell's turn without having to do any rolls, if that's how you want to handle that. Yeah, I want to I wanna jump onto the train and start charging my way through. Yeah, make an attack. Uh, okie dokie. One attack, or do I do my whole round of attacks? Every, yeah, the, so there's a there's a pool of minions you're eating away at here until you get to the next uh, car, essentially. Uh, wow, man, those were really bad rolls. Uh-oh. Um, I will use my bonus action to make an attack as a war priest. Never mind, I'm done. Goodbye, guys. I used up all my luck with clear. Yeah, for the audience, that's an 11, a 10, and a botch. So miss. Not only that, it's a three, a two, and a wow. one. I somehow got worse as I as I rolled. Yeah. Okay. So what's gonna happen here is you're actually gonna. Uh, so you jump jump on preposterous, have this mighty powerful animal leap onto the train uncontested, and you begin to try to attack people with the war hammer. But I think uh, seeing uh, Vindros absolutely devastate uh, a, a company of their people, uh, the Genasi start getting crafty and start shooting uh, stuff from a distance. I think a firebolt 
an icicle and like a stalagmite from the Devarius Genasi all just hit you. And so you're going to take a ton of damage. This, this crit means that I'm not even going to roll against your AC. It's just damage time. Okay. Um, 17. Could be worse. Uh, an icicle clangs off your armor. A fireball hits you in the chest. And then you got a stalagmite that kind of hits you across the face. And uh, not not a great time Bravo. to be That's the moment where he's like, I figured I was a stalagmite. <laughs> or no, was it a stalactite? And he starts thinking. And then he has to like do the T symbol. And he's like, no, I was definitely a mite. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it is now NPC's turn. I just want to say, obviously, Zer and Staples take to the air. Uh, Zer begins raining knives down on the Genasi. Uh, Staples kind of does like dive bomb, uh, giant bone thwacks. Uh, uh, Young stays behind the wheel. Um, and I think, du- does Dwayne uh, stay behind on the ship to help defend Young? Because I remember last time you all left the boat undefe- well, undefended. It got yeah, chopped yeah, in half. That's the best idea. He has a. Uh... A mech, I believe, too, to help him. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Uh, yeah, Dwayne stays behind to defend uh, Young, which is good because I think a couple of Genasi board the ship and uh, Dwayne helps fight them off. So that's kind of the situation is Dwayne and Young are on the ship, keeping it safe. Uh, Zer and Stables are in the air uh, fighting the air Genasi, who are yeah, like these elite flying troops. And that's kind of a separate battle. If Dwayne has been left behind, then we know that the... Uh, the th- the ship's going to be 100% fine because nothing can go wrong with Dwayne around. Yeah, it's the Dwayne plot Dwayne armor. Dwayne is unkillable. He got the sloth, so he's unkillable because if he dies, then I get my sloth back. Yeah, uh, so everybody, uh, dexterity saving throws uh, as the Genasi continue pelting you all with projectiles. Again, I got an eight. I got a four, so I went up this time. I also got a four. I got... A twenty-four. Do you, do you mind? Do you mind giving us a little bit of those numbers? Take yours down a bit, ours up a bit. <laughs> That's not how that works. Please. Uh, everyone else takes fifteen. Ooh. Lola takes nothing. Actually, uh, this is uh, a all or nothing attack. Um, I think the way this works is uh, some fire and some uh, water genasi kind of get together and do a a combo move: fire and water together, and uh, just a blast of steam. Uh, overtakes the last train car, scalding everyone but Lola Beans, who, interestingly enough, is last on the order, which means she's still on the thriller bark. Not for long. Which is a great narrative excuse why she is not baked. Yes. I guess I should have said steamed, but we <laughs> joke like, for baked. my friend Lauren. <laughs> Wrong. It's a, I mean, it's a, for you. Anyways, I'm going to use Bradley, the Pangloris, as a grappling hook to get on the, the whole train. Um, and then I'm just going to shoot people. <laughs> That's your thing. Or I'm going to shoot twice and Stuart's going to headbutt. Um, so, let's see. That's a 22, 28, Jeez. 16. All those hit, yeah. Okay. You really just John Wick into every fucking fight scene. I know I've said that before, but yes. <laughs> and then because it's a favorite enemy, I get an extra two to the damage. Uh, so, because they're humanoids mm-hmm. so, uh, 6, seven, seven, 14, 20 yeah alright so paint me this picture because this is this clears the first car and you all move up to the next car and we have to, have to reset the, the math here because Lola finished this part um 
I I guess what I like Lola would do is you know I I, I grapple onto there and I see that uh, they're coming at preposterous and Bramwell, um so I <laughs> I start shooting and uh, Stuart like headbutts them in the face with his quills, um and they fall off the train and die. <laughs> All right, so you shoot each one, and then they're all like, "Oh no, the humanity! I'm in terrible, I'm fatally injured, but still alive. I hope I don't get headbutted." And then they, <laughs> he just like charges like a little boar, <laughs> and just hogs them all off the side. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the party uh, clears the first car and moves to the next one. Uh, because this isn't an actual train with like the the full big doors you need to open to reveal the next car, it's actually like a, a flat kind of skiff. Um, you can already see the the Genasi in the next one, um, and they are all salt. Uh, this is like a crack unit of. Uh, the God King's personal, like, elite. Like, you know, when, when you know in a Call of Duty game where some of the soldiers take more shots to go down? Ah. Uh. I, I don't think we've tried this at any point this season, but can we just throw water on them and let them dissolve? It's a good thing we're not slugs. Uh, Vereen, it's your turn. So the Salt Genasi in the second car seem much tougher than the other ones. Yeah. These, they, these ones have good equipment. St- stiffer armor, sharper swords. So what do you know, do? We waited, we waited for the, you know... For the combat to get tough for me to get involved. That's, I see. Uh, <laughs> you say pulling the sword out of your organs. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's do some attacks on these, uh, on these tougher things. Uh, well, let's see. I got uh, a 10, a 19, and a 25, but that's a 19. So that crits with the murder sign. Oh, dear. Yeah, so only the 10 misses. Everything else is going to do buku damage. 43 damage. My word. So with the 10 a miss, I'm going to give one of the the Salt Genasi an an opportunity to attack you back. 17? Uh, Yeah, that hits. Uh, 9 damage. So this one uh, sees you coming and uh, kind of uh, forms a salt sword and slashes you with it as you enter this car. But then you just go... Ham, uh, pay me the picture of how you do forty-three damage to these people. Um, because he's like, I got him, I got. Oh no. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think uh, Vereen's gonna take the the axe, do a upward sweep to knock that guy off his feet, and then uh, catch the great axe with the other set of arms. Hmm. To do the downswing momentum and just eliminate that guy F- for the for the insolence. <laughs> Technically, anybody who messes with you is committing heresy. That's right. <laughs> they they may not know it, but that's fine. Or they're also you know attacking an endangered species. Take your pick. They're villains. Anybody who attacks Farid is a villain. Literally, there's a swarm of methods following you, feeding data back to Denise, and you just hear like Denise's voice coming out of them, like, "Careful, careful with that that spleen. That's my best spleen. Come on." <laughs> See, the sensible thing would be to keep attacking with the axe baloney, but part of me really wants to just blow a third level spell slot and try and create thirty gallons of water to see if <laughs> if it would work. I can make 30 gallons of water. Some, who has fire so that we can make it hot water? We're not here to win fights. We're here to entertain the audience. I think this is much more interesting. 
so I'm going to use create food and water to create 30 gallons of water in the container that is the train car. <laughs> Precisely where these salt genasi are. Uh, so you are a cleric, so wisdom, I think I'm going to do a wisdom save uh, to see, I guess basically to be uh, aware of their environment, not to get swept overboard, is how I'm flavoring this. Yeah. Um, fuck, these dudes are dumb as fuck, what the hell? <laughs> All right. Oh. Uh, 20! Uh, 20's gonna, gonna do it. Yeah, that was a great idea, but yeah, with only a plus one, I did get a 20, so... Well- I Fuck think my this, ideas then. <laughs> I think you. So I do think this 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 train car is now flooded, and I think someone can do something with this. I don't know who or how or why. In fact, can somebody throw one of the lightning methods? If I I I do have to ask, can we at least get like disadvantage for these things dodging in future because their feet have got to be dissolving by now? Somebody grab a method and throw it in there. Oh, yeah, I throw the electric thing in the water. (laughs) (laughs) Take one of those little jerks and throw them in there. Uh, The only question, I think, is uh, of getting Vereen out of the water. Is there uh, some way we can maybe uh, visualize this where Vereen doesn't also get electrocuted? Yeah, because I'd like that. I'd like to picture, and maybe this would require a role of some kind, um, Vindras doing a leap where it's like, I'm gonna, gr- I'm gonna throw the- this electric what's it behind me as I leap forward and sort of try and tackle you out, out of the train car. I realize this would be a very dexterous requiring move. Yeah, I really want to give this to you. This is very cool. My only concern is letting you do like several turns of stuff in one turn okay. uh, does feel like it breaks the action economy of this. So um, what I'm going to say is if you use your move to uh, like exit the train car through uh, Vereen, uh, maybe you can like you know tackle him down and out and leaving them all in yeah. this flooded ca- uh, car and then get- toss it to Bramwell for the action. Okay, okay. I'm, I am on board with that, so... <laughs> I hope he actually dunk it. Vereen is out. I've made the pass. It's up to the quarterback to finish this off. Is that football? Is that the correct person in the sport? Is that not? Is that not how it works? <laughs> A quarterback is an American football thing, right? It is. Yes, it really is. Chris, do whatever quarterbacks do with the ball. <laughs> so. I want to grab the electric method. I'm going to say, what's your name? Oh, I didn't know I was going to get speaking lines. Uh, Treadwell? Treadwell, it is time for you to shine, young lad. <laughs> and I want to fucking heft that bitch right down. I want to Brett Favre that son of a bitch all the way down this fucking train cart. <laughs> Wait, when you say you want to Brett Favre this bitch, do you mean you want to send a dick pic to a reporter? No. Oh, sorry, I should have said something better. I should have said Eli Manning. No! So I want to gangly uh, faff about and then just toss it limp-wristedly, but it ends up working anyway because he's fucking, he's the goat, baby. <laughs> what the? South a cut football dates. I really hope the audience enjoyed that. Uh, so Treadwell the Lightning Method, everyone's favorite character, goes fucking careening into this train car that's been filled with water and electrocutes. I'm not even going to roll for this. I think this is just everyone inside this car dies. You know Treadwell loves it. He's having the time of his life. <laughs> He's a sick fuck.
Because he's not dying. He loves electrocuting people. Yeah, all the the salt genasi in here uh, are spontaneously. I mean, what they do is they caramelize. I guess. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> uh-huh. How, uh huh. How do we have any like salmon we could encrust in? <laughs> I would love if Lola snuck a little salmon out of her coat pocket and kind of dabbed it in the dead men. It just got a nice crust going. <laughs> I would like to, uh, after this is all done, I want to ride into the cart and I want to pick up Treadwell. And be like, jolly good, young chap. You truly shined. Aww. I think Treadwell's a little disoriented from being thrown and then discharging a bunch of his, his natural energy. And so he's kind of like loopy and he says, did I just shine? Yes. <laughs> Very much now. Time to sleep. And I want to do, like the eyes over the like hand over the eyes check just to like make him go to sleep. Oh. We're proud of you. I just did some science research. This went better than we even thought. Salt makes water conduct electricity way better. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. No point of even rolling in that. Hell yeah. I think I may not have any salmon on me, but like I probably got like you know like I don't know nuts. <laughs> something that you can, something you don't need to refrigerate. And you know what? I'm going to dip a little bit in the caramelized salt. All right. Uh, so it's NPC's turn, which means everybody do another deck save from the projectiles of your enemies. Really? Laura, you don't want to be attacked? Um, 17. Well, I got a six and I'd rather, I'd rather you like do an attack when my armor class is a factor. 24. I got a 13. Everybody but uh, our good friend Vrindros saves. She takes 10. I think what happens here is that there is uh, suddenly a huge block of stone like rips out of the ground next to the train and then flies sideways like telekinetically and just slams into you, Vindros. As you like get, you celebrate, you get up, you know, you just save Varine from the electricity. You're like, hell yeah, that whipped at. And then you just get clocked by this huge chunk of earth. I'm, I've not even fully made it to my feet. Like I've not looked up and the thing hits me. <laughs> uh, because in the next car, which is the one directly in front of the white glass demon, you see the leader of this particular band of Genasi. It is a kind of genie called a Dao, D-A-O. It is an earth genie. Uh, big hands, huh? Big hands, yeah. So this genie is like roughly human-shaped, uh, stone skin uh, from like the waist down in the same way the abbot was like a whirlwind. This one is like a dust cloud. Uh, this uh, is the deacon who none of you have met, although Claire did see him in the gore fields. His face is half melted off. Uh, none of you know why <laughs> in character. Uh, but this guy looks uh, like a real badass, and he has his hand raised as if he just used the force to clock Vindros with that that huge chunk of earth. Oops. Oh, okay. Not a huge fan of this. Uh, it is Lola Beans' turn. Uh, as the the deacon sees you all and says, and not a genasi among them. Disgusting. It doesn't sound like somebody made out of stone is a good person to try to shoot quills at. Oh no, that would be extremely ineffective. Okay, 
I'm going to, I guess, pop up after all the electrocuting happens. Uh, I would like to lock eyes with the deacon. I don't know this person, but I hate them. Um, and I'm just gonna <laughs> shoot, shoot the flamethrower at them. Yeah, I think Lola Beans, as you run forward, uh, the deacon and you lock eyes and you go to pull the flamethrower off your back and uh, his eyes just widen considerably because uh, against all odds, you are wielding the weapon that melted his face off years ago. So he gets disadvantage. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, I'm behind. Leave me alone, I'm that- behind. That's very funny then. Uh, yeah, so the deacon was sent after Frida, uh, Sabrina's mother, when she left the castle. And uh, the flamethrower you currently wield is what Frida used to send him packing and melt his d- ding-dang face off. Oh, boy, that's a botch. On on his hat, on his behalf? Oh, yeah. I tried to dex uh, out of the way of this, and uh, no. <laughs> So that's going to be double the damage. So do a uh, 6d6. And you know what? Just for Flav, for Flav of Flav, why don't you do 6d6 plus 6? Yeah. Let's not do Flav of Flav any favors. We're doing this for us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what? We do need this. All right. All right. All right. 25. <laughs> all right. So Beans, uh, paint me this picture of you just emptying this flamethrower made out of perfume, uh, what do they even call perfume bottles? I guess into this man's face zone. I'm gonna do like a little pardon with my hat, <laughs> like madam, <laughs> sir, madam. Uh, how are you doing? And then I'm gonna shoot him in the face. All right, so you you just hold the trigger down until you empty the current perfume bottle. Yep. Uh, yeah, the deacon reels back, like clutching his face, and it's just like. How does this keep happening? <laughs> Will I never be free? Does every bitch in this country have a fucking flamethrower? <laughs> uh, he's he real mad. Uh, and I think we're back to Vereen. All right, so Vereen's going to uh, go for the knees. <laughs> Sweep the knees. Just, just going for knees. God, that's brutal. Uh, if one thing hasn't changed... A willingness to fight dirty. Uh, all right, let's see. I, I think the twenty-two will probably hit the nine and eight. Um, you know, it's probably close on those. But <laughs> it's funny because I specified that they are a dust cloud below the waist. So the idea of you like, yes, gonna get the knees is very funny to me. There, yeah. There's no actual limb targeting system in fifth edition, so it doesn't matter. But I just like the idea that you're like, ah, <laughs> oh, the weak point, the intangible sand. <laughs> Eight damage. Yeah, I think like the first two blocks, uh, he just uses his forearms made of stone to to block, and then you like bring the axe up through his what would be his crotch if he had one, instead of it just being a kind of small sandstorm. And you hit something in there for eight damage. You don't know what. <laughs> oh, I know what. <laughs> and he Ominous. knows what. More importantly. Oh no. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think he just looks at you when you do that and just goes. What are you supposed to be? <laughs> Rude. Vindros, I told you you were going to get to kill racists. Hooray! Um, Vindros is getting that spiritual weapon back out and g- going in for another ax- a- ghost axe baloney attack. 
may have done a D20 plus. I don't know. I think it's valid, Austin. Austin. Does an 85 hit? Does 85 hit? She rolled D20 plus 76, which is not how it works. (laughs) No, it's valid. There are good reasons. That's not how that works, is it? Does an 18 hit? It actually does, yeah, solid connect. <laughs> Hooray, that's good. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna add that divine strike again, so So that it actually does something because he's made a stone. Fifteen damage. Fifteen damage. Yeah, so I think what happens is basically Lola, you set this dude on fire, um, and that like uh makes enough of his uh stone uh armor kind of brittle, and then Varine and Vindros just run up and start hacking at it. <laughs> and they're just gonna try to bust through the magmatic cracks. Uh Bramwell, it's your turn. Oh, mm, quite the tough foe. I'm gonna take out my gun and I want to shoot him three times. <laughs> I forgot you had a gun. I did too. <laughs> Is this really happening? <gasps> Fuck! <I'm- laughs> Why did I give the dwarf a gun? <laughs> Why did you give him a gun? Just twenty one hit. Oh yeah. I sorry, I only get two attacks, so uh, 21 and 22. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, is there a moment where you have to kind of figure out how it works? <laughs> no. So that's the thing about guns, Austin. They're ridiculously easy to use. You just aim and point. All right. I mean, aiming and pointing kind of the th- same thing. I think you mean aim and fire, but it's fine. No, no. <laughs> I think I said my point very eloquently <laughs> with my words. Thank you. I've never been wrong. Uh, so you scream, aim, fire. Yeah. Uh, for 26 damage? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was expecting a little worse. That's that's good, but uh, the, the deacon is not defeated. You uh, ride in on Preposterous. You see uh, him being hacked a bit by your party members, uh, but he still has this, this real tough armor. You pull out the gun oh, and just- right. I've- forgot preposterous needs to go yeah yeah but um but basically you put two through his chest and it shatters them uh like the 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 two points on the stone body but you see underneath that there is still like the sand uh textured flesh like the internal like sand parts which is still uh, alive so you've shattered the the stone layer but the deacon's still going all right so this is gonna be uh a preposterous charging in because <laughs> Like a fucking Fast and the Furious movie. I just rode this moose in shooting a gun in the air at the same well, time. Well, I thought you were going to say the moose drifts. Like, preposterous fucking Tokyo drift. Oh, yeah. I I, I get a, a, a wench on the fucking... Or winch on the fucking preposterous. I hook up to a helicopter, and then I, I drift around the sky, and then I land behind, and I, I shoot the deacon in the back of the head. <laughs> you joke, but you Wait, do- but- you do have a flock of mephits, which are kind of like a helicopter, if you think about it. <laughs> they, they would do it. They're in it for the lulls. Uh, this is just going to be a uh, uh, preposterous attack. Yeah. Uh, 15. Nope. Aww. But what if... I feel like that's a not enough for a moose, because they're bigger than everything, so I feel like a plus seven isn't enough. But it is a man made of stone. I think that, that is the, that's the thing about this scene, is like, Preposterous ah. busts in and goes full bore into the deacon, and you'd think this would shatter the bones of a normal man, but like, the deacon doesn't budge an inch, and that's why Bramble's like, alright, gun time! Brap, brap! <laughs> Just, and puts two through his chest. Uh, Austin, you say that, but if a moose wasn't the strongest creature in the world, then why would Kevin Smith make an entire movie about it. 
Hmm? You know, you've got me there, uh, but it is the deacon's turn, so everyone's getting attacked. Okay. No. Uh, 12 to Vereen, 30 crit to Vindross. Oh, yikes. 17 to Bramwell, and 24 to Lola Beans. Yeah. Yeah, dog, that's a hit. That's a the hit. Th- 30 is going to hit. Uh, the, the 12's not going to hit. Not, not even my ridiculous AC is is 30. So I think uh, after all these blows land on the deacon, he looks around at you and all says, You have no honor. It takes four of you to take me down. Oh. Vindross takes 16. Bramwell takes 18. And Lola takes 26. Actually, oh, wow. that was a crit on Vindross, wasn't it? Uh-huh. No. no. Uh, uh, mm. I take 26. Really? Really? Hmm. Really? Yeah. Uh, I think what happens is just from the cracks in the armor, just um, like whipping winds of sand, like shoot out just like eight, you know, tentacles start flying around, but made of sand and grabbing you all. And once they get a hold of you, they explode in like uh, more stalactites. And so you're all just like riddled with these things. It's just a, a brutal assault on the entire party. Uh, Lola Beans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we could do this all day. I don't know what you want. This guy sounds like he'd really like to be shot in the face again with a flamethrower. I gotta tell you, that's the one thing he does not want. Are you sure? I feel like he really wants it. I checked, and actually, canonically, the one thing he doesn't like. <laughs> no, we'll roll it. Disadvantage, so that's 19. 19 and 20. Yeah, it's not great. Damn it! Uh, yeah, so you're only going to do half damage as you empty a second perfume bottle into him. Yeah. Uh, so 11. Yep, not great. I think at this point, all of his stone armor is just straight up lava. He's been so superheated. Now it's a lava monster. And all of the, uh, the stone spikes sticking out of or out of the sand whips are just like obsidian blades because that's what happens with lava. I don't like what he did to Vindros. Aww. Pretty mad about that. <laughs> if only King was here to push him off the boat into a hole. Right. That's what you really need right about now. No, did somebody ask for someone to push someone into a hole? <laughs> <laughs> Every season is self-contained. I think as you empty the flamethrower into him again, he says, Ah, you must be the ones who killed the friar. How much glory I will have after this fight will make it all worth it. Okay, somebody's got to push him off. Well, uh, does 15 hit? Uh, 15 does not, but I'm seeing a crit there. Uh, uh, does 14 hit? It does not, But no. the, the crit does? It does, yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. That's good. If, if the crit didn't hit, that would be concerning. 22 damage. Oh, shit. Okay, Vereen, uh, pay me this picture. Yes! So this person's glowing red hot. They're literally like being transformed into lava from the flamethrower. Uh, uh, just sticking out of his torso is a bunch of tentacles made out of sand, which are bristling with obsidian spikes. This person's going like sicko mode on all of you. Uh, but you just saw uh, Vindros get f- real stabbed up, and you f- have feelings about that. So he's just like, inferior creatures, you cannot defeat me. <laughs> and you have a different opinion. Defeat him! Yeah, so uh, 
Vereen's going to use the uh, sharp end of the murder axe to cleave through those obsidian tentacles and pull around and use the flat end to bash them into his own head. Oh, fuck. Damn. That's dope. I'm not a mineralogist, but I believe you can always kill something with the same thing it is, right? Like diamonds can break diamonds. Pretty sure that's how that works. Yeah. I, you know what? No, no one here knows enough to dispute it, so it works. Um. <laughs> but if somebody in the audience does, tell us next credits. Well, you know, it's a fantasy world, so. It, it works different in a world post-folding in reality. <laughs> yeah, that is a card I've given myself, is that physics work differently now, so I can just say things, and technically you don't know if it works that way until I say so, so. Well, that's lovely. It is, but yeah, so, uh, Vereen, do you have any cool one-liners, or do you just see what happened to Vindros, and you're like, no, this guy's done? No, this guy's done. And then what's ahead? Yeah, you put an obsidian spike through the deacon's head, uh, and his body just drops to the ground and uh, blows away in the wind, because when Dao die, uh, they do not leave a trace. They immediately uh, return to their element, and he is just a puff of sand, born... On the breeze. Cool. All he's worth. So, what's next? Well, sounds like he'll, he's doing what he loves. He's the equivalent of a fart now. Cool. <laughs> An ignominious death for one of the God King's top generals. Which seems to be a theme. You guys didn't really give the friar much dignity either. Uh, no, listen. They live like a bitch, they die like a bitch. <laughs> Up ahead is the train car with the white glass demon, the uh, upper torso of this mech. It has a beam rifle and a broken arm, if you'll recall. Uh, it's clear, like, used, I think, catapult to shatter, like, a bolt that hold, held its arm together. So its arm is, like, broken, holding the beam rifle. Um, they're trying to take it somewhere where they can set it up and fix it to fire on rebels. Uh, up ahead, though, there are more cars, and the Genasi are, like, fighting. They're, they're fighting uh, Staples and Zur in the air, and they're fighting the Mephits. But they see you kill their leader, and they start coming towards you. Uh, what do you do? I Shoot. I know what I want to do. I want to heal myself up. Real, real, real urgently. Okay, so either we keep combat or we do a non-combat thing. Right now, it would be Vindros's turn, so you can absolutely choose to heal. Okay, I'm going to heal and everyone else can decide what they want to do afterwards. Um, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds at a third level. Yeah, actually, I need because I think this is the first time you've used your Black Moth Shield uh, in like the heat of combat. So do you want to put some flavor on this? This is like the most powerful thing you can do. It's really cool if you want it to be yeah so i think i think the way that vindras is going to do this is she's going to sort of um pull the shield out and sort of take one knee behind the shield and start sort of glowing energy from the shield across herself to heal so this is just this very powerful healing aura as she's sort of bunkered down like just 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 give me a minute give me a second yeah, and you say healing aura. It's almost like I think like the black wings of a moth, the uh, the black it's, witch moth. It's like, almost like that. <laughs> <laughs> they wrap around you gently, cradle you. Oh, uh, and as a result, because of my my amazing shield, I get uh, the full value of the dice for all those d8s that I would be healing. So I they're all just automatically eights. Yeah, so you're no longer in any serious danger. Bramwell, it is your turn. Um, there are a gaggle of Genasis coming towards you. In between them and you is the White Glass Demon. What do you do? Uh, how, what are the other methods that we have? 
Lightning, steam, and mineral. Ooh, if I throw the steam one at the white glass <laughs> demon, could it make it hot enough to prematurely fire its cannon at the people? Um, what if we all each fire one? Okay, so this I always say games throwing methods. <laughs> throwing methods, starring Bramwell. Um, <laughs> You know what? Fuck it. Yeah, here's the here's what I'll say. <laughs> here's what I'll say. If you want to throw a steam method at this demon, uh, which is actually a giant mech, you can do that, and something cool is gonna happen because that's what we're here to do. Why would I be a uh, fucking killjoy about it? Let's let's get stupid. You gave us these jerks. Let us throw them. So I shall pick up the steam method and say, "You lad, what's your name?" <laughs> Why do you keep doing this? You know Red I don't well. have anything. What'd you say? Breadwell. Breadwell? All something wells. The other one was Treadwell. So it could be Breadwell. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. You have a, just a genius for names. It's really, I think, what you were putting this earth to do. Oh, it's Breadwell, sir. Fly, Breadwell! <laughs> I th- yeah, you got to throw this method. And um, I think it's like you just hear Denise's voice coming out and s- saying like, Good c- Clean kill, Vereen. I can't wait to analyze. And she's like, the voice is like receding in the distance because Bramwell throws the method. Uh, does anybody want to say or do anything before I reveal what happens with this method? Because it's very stupid. Well, I was going to throw another method, but. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I just, you know, the more the barrier, right? Like, it can't get worse. Um, okay, do, do Lore. Okay, do Lola. <laughs> Does Lola and Bramwell start chucking steam methods into this mech? <laughs> if if Bramwell was fine with me getting involved, then yes. Uh, Bramwell is going to be like, Halt! You have to ask his name. What's your name, Wolfweller? Coxwell. <laughs> what? Coxwell. They all have a well at the end, right? Uh, say, say Bramwell Jr. <laughs> Aw, he's my favorite then. <laughs> he named himself after you. Okay, I think Vereen and Vindros are like, uh, you know, just uh, have just won this fight. They're healing up. They're feeling good. And then Bramwell and Lola run off to do this chuckle fuck shit. And you just see them jamming steam methods into this f- Gundam. And it starts heating up. And like you see it's like uh, eyes light up. This was something that happened before when its automated defense systems were activated. Uh, and this whole thing is like it, it's it's backup systems are trying to come online. It's overheating. Um, the the arms start trying to move the, jo- the like, joints buckle um and then at some point like a reactor goes critical there's beeping noises um and you realize like hey you guys won this fight's over you might want to get away from what's about to happen oh it's like is there any way to like maneuver the guns so that it's pointed at like the the links that link that car to the front chunk of cars oh there is there's not about to be a car lola beans okay uh (laughs) What do, what do people say when they jump off things? Uh, whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I guess you should. I guess you should all abandon ship, huh? Yeah. I mean, Young has the thriller bark. Uh, you have a grappling hook, so you don't need to roll for it. And preposterous can go, but uh, 
Actually, and Vindros has double jumps, so literally only Vereen needs to roll jump back onto the Thriller Bark before this train is annihilated. 20. Oh, yeah. All right, so everyone paint me the picture of, of jumping from this train back onto your ship as the, the mech overheats and goes super critical. Are the methods okay? I want to, yeah, I want to reach up and grab, uh... We gotta get, yeah, get them all out. Like, like a boomerang. For some reason, he comes back to my hand. <laughs> like me, Yolnir, I call him back. <laughs> yeah, Breadwell flies back in your hand. He comes out of the barrel of the laser rifle, and is like, I found some stuff in there, and now it's overheated. I don't know if that's a good or bad, but I got out of there. Excellent, anyway. excellent job, Breadwell. Now sleep. And I want to do the hands over the eyes thing. <laughs> No, they need sleep now. They're they're tired little babies. Did you get Bradwell Jr.? Vindras does a cool backflip off just because. Just <laughs> I took the jumping feats. So I might as well. Preposterous uh, yeah. does uh, an ollie or one of those skateboard moves. <laughs> Wait, how can you do an ollie without a board? Do you do an ollie off a corpse? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Do a kickflip off a of dead Genasi. The best part is I work at a store that sells skateboards. Still don't know anything about them. Anytime someone comes in to say something, they're like, do you guys have trucks? I'm like, no, but we have skateboards. And they're like, the trucks are a part of the skateboard. Kickflip's the easy one. You you kick it and make it flip. That's how you remember that one. I'm going to have to write this down. Vereen, do you do a Christ air off a dead soldier? No. Do you grind? But but Vareed's gonna um, uh, jump. Just, just very. <laughs> Thanks, <fun>. Conrad. Yep. <laughs> gonna <laughs> jump. Well, like I can compete with this nonsense. We got backflips. I'm the only one who even had to roll. Fair enough. Uh, so the party successfully gets off the train as the the mech starts uh, basically uh, spasming. Uh, all of its m- systems overheat and uh, try to come online in emergency power. Uh, its arms uh, start going up and down. Uh, its its head is like twisting from side to side. It's like basically spinning like the Exorcist. Uh, and this this movement, this in- incredible. Uh, weight of this thing it just is derailing the train it begins like tipping over genasi begin flipping off of it and uh the at the very end as the whole thing tips over the beam rifle fires where does it fire into it fires straight up oh i think you're gonna say straight down for a minute i thought this is gonna be a shortcut to Whatever was down oh, staple, there. Staples and Zer are okay, right? Mm. You're not going to kill them, right? <laughs> Staples and Zer see you all abandoning train and they fly over okay. as well. Uh, this pink energy beam erupts out of the barrel of the gun and rockets into the sky. Just, you've seen this thing uh, fire in the forest before and it took out just an entire copse of trees. And actually just being near this beam threw clear into a tree so hard she like lost consciousness. That's how like the force of this thing, this thing, this is meant to destroy cities uh, and it javelins into the sky, uh, like just evaporating clouds in its wake. Um, you all feel like the heat even from a distance. And as it goes up and up and up, you wonder how high it can go. None of you have been for- Uh-oh. <laughs> None of you have been formally educated. You don't really know about any the physics 
astrophysics especially. And so I don't know how you feel. Tell me how you feel when the beam hits the sky and cracks it. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Chicken Little was real. Oh, this must be bad rat gut. Austin, is this how you're going to let us know that you're secretly one of those people who thinks the Earth is in a dome? A tube. It's a tube. And we're just one layer in it. Oh, God, the whole tube is going to fall. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Lola, you are crit to look at Sven's model of the universe, that tube, that, that dead tree trunk. Um, and I don't know if it ever occurred to you before that you aren't on the top layer, but you watch the spider web cracks appear in the sky and that realization lands f- like a ton of bricks on your head. We're not in the top layer! What's a, what's a layer? Uh... Everybody find shelter as a, uh, of the tube. You know, the earth is a tube. The world is a tube when it's all stacked with layers. <laughs> the and world we... is a vampire. Oh, God. Thank you. Thank you, Austin, for humiliating yourself by doing that instead of me coming in and humiliating myself by doing that. What if that had been the twist? What if the world had literally been a vampire? Fuck, I should have done that. That would have been funny. Why didn't you do that? Hey, hey. There's there's always <laughs> season eight. All right. So the party derails the train, keeps the white glass demon out of the God King's hands, and cracks the sky. Clear. Yep. What's up? Narrate to me you reaching the bottom of the elevator shaft to... The floor of all existence. Please, you crit, so you tell me okay. everything. So I want to summon my ice sword, and uh, I want to start, like, uh, leaping around from, like, wall to wall of this shaft, like some Breath of the Wild shit, basically using my sword to, like, slow my descent enough to, like, get, like, a stable spot to, like, leap to the next section and just scale down like that. Of course, yeah. I mean, you are... Uh, and I do a couple ollies while I'm there yeah. with, with some of the robot bodies. <laughs> you are the conduit of determination. You are determination in the flesh, and you cannot be stopped. You descend all the way through the darkness of this elevator shaft uh, until there. you cannot even see the elevator above you. Uh, you, are just, uh, you have dark vision. I was about to say you just descend into a Stygian abyss, but... You can see in the dark, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Hey, are you okay, Austin? You seem sad. <laughs> uh, I mean, here's the real thing. You're about to reach the bottom. This is what it's all been building to. What is going through Clear's head? You don't have another character to bounce this off of. You've shed everyone. Mm-hmm. What is she thinking? Necessarily. She, she needs to find what's at this bottom. She's, she's. I don't know if eager is the right word. Because eager implies there's, like, a joy to kind of be had at the other end. This is sort of like you're about to, like, do your taxes. <laughs> and then you're going to, like, and then you're like, good, it's fucking done. So there's, like, an eagerness to, like, you're finally getting that one fucking to-do task done after what feels like months and months of of trying to get it done. And that's where she's at right now, where she's she's happy 
to a certain extent, but it is is a very clinical thing because in her mind, this is ultimately just a means to helping her kill her father. Yeah, we've talked before about how you lost the ability to enjoy books and pancakes, but other than that, all of your uh, torment from here on out is self-imposed. There's nothing stopping you from reaching a catharsis and feeling joy again. But So you're seeing something in the distance emotionally and as, as well as physically as you descend. Um, so, I mean, everybody's having a bad time. I mean, I'd say be careful what you wish for, but literally you just killed a genie, so that might be a little too nail on the head, huh? You did, huh? <laughs> uh, Fuck that genie. Yeah, he was a dick. Yeah, two genies down. Friar, uh, decapitated. Uh, Deacon, blade through the head. Uh, the abbot thinks you're on his side. <laughs> and the vicar is still with the god king. Oh, we're gonna kill the shit out of those guys later, though. Um. Yep, so clear you see the bottom below you uh at the at the bottom of the shaft uh it's just this platform that the elevator is supposed to slot into and then there's a huge uh pair of industrial steel doors mm. i would like to quickly approach it i was i was gonna say she was gonna slow down and save her but that wouldn't be very determined of her it would not all right so you just blade slide to the bottom yeah um What's like, how can I ruin this scene? I'm, uh, I make ice skates and I skate, I skate my way over <laughs> to the door. How can, yeah, how can I undermine literally months of building up to this moment? Uh, let me think. Ice capades. Yeah, uh, I want to skate off the ceiling. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, you can skate over the doors. They're huge. This is the, this kind of door, you don't even understand what, would need them to be this big. What this, this the scale of things has been confusing to you for a while. Why this whole facility for power? Like why did it need this so-called reactor thing? Why is the elevator so big? Why are these doors so big? That all is like running through your mind, but in the end you're just like I got to get these doors open. I guess it doesn't really matter. Also, when you said running through my mind, I can't not think of the tattoo song. Fucking hell. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we can't get into tattoo now. That's a whole separate. That we'll <laughs> cover that. Tattoo is a whole thing. Yeah, That's, yeah. This is not <sighs> enough. Is is there a dark history to tattoo? I don't. It's a know. hornet's nest. It's rough, it's, actually. Oh, no. Oh. oh no. Chris, you sweet oh, child. This can't be the last thing we talk about before Claire opens the door. <laughs> um. I would like to ice skate off the ceiling again. Okay, you, you do. Uh, why don't you roll acrobatics to do some sick skate tricks? Good. I'm glad I have advantage. Never mind. Didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> Does six let me skate across the ceiling? No. You know what I like about this? I like the idea that you like skate up to the platform. Um, just maybe because your your actual body's so tired that it's just that you need the momentum to move instead of walking under your own power. And as you roll six, you kind of just you're just body gives up, and you kind of just uh, maybe either fall to a knee or just kind of lose the strength to do much more than stand there and look at these big metal doors. Is there like a door handle or anything to them? Nope. There's no obvious mechanism or mm, what's roll arcana. Uh, 23. 
Wow. Okay, with the 23, I'll tell you that what's supposed to happen is the elevator is supposed to get down here and dock. And then that's what the AI would be like, welcome to the bottom floor, blah, blah, blah. Like, then the doors are mechanically controlled, but you abandon the elevator with your father and he broke it. So that's not going to happen. Uh, but you did get a 23, which means I need to give you some meaningful uh, alternative, which I think is that um, there you see some like uh, electrical boxes you don't really understand you know under, you like saw all kinds of robots and computers and servers upstairs you're like oh look more of this shit uh and you think that if you fuck with it in the right way you can maybe get the door to open you don't know how like programming or wires work but you're like oh i know magic and there's like runes and shit yeah. this is kind of just like old people runes yeah this is boomer runes <laughs> <laughs> boomer runes <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I want to check out that box. I mean, my initial thought was to be like, oh, I'll just jam this thing full of electricity too. But I guess that's probably not what you want me to do. Wait, do you have electricity? No, but I have the chromatic orb to make ash. So I guess with heat rather. Can you give me a different non-arcana skill that might make that work? Talk heart to heart with this box and appeal to its (laughs) better nature. And yeah, persuasion check. It, um, it electrocutes you to the death. The end. Oh no! Her story ends here. How tragic. Shakespearean, oh, really. Man, until dawn is just as scary as they said. Uh, I <laughs> would like to roll. I guess investigation. Oh uh, yeah, that's probably the one we want. Uh, Twelve. Yeah, above average. What I'll say is, you think uh, if you uh, mess around with this electrical box. You can um, plug and unplug things until it works. But with only above average, what I'm going to say is you're going to get electrocuted very badly doing this. Um, So can like it happen once and then I was smart enough to figure out to put like. Like I'm trying to think what she would figure would stop electricity from hurting. I think it's more just like the determination to keep going, even though it keeps shocking you. Um, yeah, actually, you know, that's pretty fucking baller. 26 damage. I did lightning bolt to you. Ooh, okay. Still up? Yeah, I'm still up. I will uh, I will, I will. will roll some hit dice. Do you want to uh, paint me the picture of this moment? This is just you plugging and unplugging and uh, stripping wires and just you keep getting shocked and you keep going. You're just so motherfucking determined. Like a shock happens. Like the first couple times, it's it's you know a very traumatic thing of like ow that really hurt. Like you back away, like she backs away from it. It's it's really painful. Uh, but as it goes on, it just becomes systematic. She'll change a plug with one hand, shock herself, you know, pull that hand back, and then go back into the machine with the other one. Where it's just a matter of like, all right, a couple more seconds, and the other hand's not so numb anymore. I'm back in it. And then the, with the final shock. Uh, there is a loud mechanical kerchunk as something activates and you pull your hands out of the box, out of the electrical box and they're smoking and like black with uh, just uh, soot at uh, you, all the things you've done in there. Can I, this is a weird thought, but I've always thought static shock was really cool. Can I take my rose quartz necklace that I use as my spell focus and put it in there? <laughs> If you want. So I, can get, so I can get electric powers. <laughs> That's not how it works, bud. Oh, never mind then. Fuck it. Stupid box. I'm going to push it off a cliff. I'm going to kick it into gears. 
<laughs> this can show up and push it in a hole. You take the box off the wall, climb back up the shaft, and throw it into the gears. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Uh, so that's the energy you have as uh, the gears begin turning in the walls and the two steel doors keeping you from the other side of this mystery uh, begin slowly swinging open. Room of ferrets. It's it's the it's the control center for the projector that makes it look like there's a moon in the sky. I'm sitting with like a room of weaponized ferrets. The doors swing open slowly. <laughs> and inside is an enormous chamber. Almost the entire breadth of the dead trunk the world exists inside of now. That's how big this secret down here is. It takes up this entire bottom layer. But as the doors open, there's someone standing between you and this world-changing secret. It's been so long. Do you even recognize me? It's me. It's your mother. <laughs>